All the money that this world could hold Mountains made of solid gold Riches that could buy my dreams Oh, you are better than all these things The prettiest face to turn their eyes the beauty that can hypnotize The open doors that looks may bring oh, You are better than all these things Cause your love is better than life You are the weather won't run dry Cause I've tasted and I have seen Oh, you are better than all these things Oh, you are better than all these things The power that can shake the moon The most important one in every room And status matched by only kings Oh, you are better than all these things Cause your love is better than life You are the well that won't run dry Cause I've tasted and I have seen Oh, you are better than all these things Cause your love is better than life you are the well that won't run dry Cause I've tasted and I have seen Oh, your love is better than all these things Oh, you are better than all these things Being liked and loved by everyone Approval that outshines the sun Cheered by all who think of me Oh, you are better than all these things Oh, you are better than all these things Cause your love is better than life You are the well that won't run dry oh, I've tasted and I have seen Oh, you are better than all these things Cause your love is better than life You are the well that won't run dry Cause I have tasted and I have seen Oh, you are better than all these things Oh, you are better than all these things Oh, you are better than all these, than all these things. Thank you for being a part of today's podcast. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm recording from Macomb, Michigan. And welcome to the Color and Chaos podcast. The song that you heard at the very beginning was a song uh, by an artist named Pat Barrett, and it's called Better. And I feel like that song sums up a lot of where my heart is right now in the season of life that I'm currently in. And so as I'm recording this, it's September, the first week of September 2019. And what makes September so special to me, I've shared this before on the podcast if you've been following for a while, but September is a very important month for me because it was about three, or it was three years ago, September 1st, 2016, uh, when I got in my car 
turned the ignition to my car and I drove from South Carolina up to Michigan and I left behind everything that I knew of as home. If you're curious what led me from South Carolina up to Michigan, I did a whole series on uh, my life up to basically up to this moment. It's, it's a series called Patchwork. I did that towards the beginning of this podcast starting. And so you can go back and listen to that. And there's an episode called Michigan uh, where I talk about what led me from down in South Carolina all the way up here to Michigan. But a short version of, um, of what led me from South Carolina to Michigan uh, could be summed up in saying this. I, back in 2011, I made the decision to follow Jesus, and I said, I am done living life for me, but Lord, I want to know you, and, uh, and, and I don't want to just know about you, but I want to know you truly. Your, your word says that if we seek you with all of our heart, we will find you, and I'm done seeking. I just want to find you, and I want to be found by you. And so from that moment on, it's been a journey of following after Jesus, getting to know who he is in his word, and and striving and trying to say, okay, Lord, how can I be more yours? How can I live more in accordance to your will and more in accordance to your word? And how can I be who you've created me to be? And so that's been my life and that's been my journey. And if you are a follower of Christ, that might have sound kind of silly that I even just broke it down like that. But if you are not a follower of Christ, maybe you're kind of curious of what it, what does it look like to be a follower of Christ? What does it look like to be a Christian? And honestly, what it looks like is just having a life surrendered to your creator, savior, and sustainer. And so long story short, when I moved up here to Michigan, it was also during the time um, that I started blogging again after stopping, I, I stopped blogging back in like 2012 on, uh, on, the, on this website. And, um, and I picked it back up in 2016 after I graduated college and while I was getting ready to move up here. And so after I moved up here to Michigan, I still continued to blog. And one of the posts that I did a year after starting the blog again, so in 2017, one of the posts I did was a post um, that's very near to my heart. And it's honestly serves like a little, um, like a little, uh, journal entry of where where my heart and my mind was during that time of my life. And it was a post called Diary of a Missionary. I have a link. Um, if you're watching this, I'll, I'll put a link down in the description of that post if you want to go read that. But that post is very special to me because I discovered after moving up here to Michigan that I love going out for walks. And strange enough, I like going out for walks at night I don't know why. I think it's just um, it just helps me be able to gather my thoughts, um, and also just to just to get get out. I I, I hate feeling kind of uh, um, stuck and confined to a room, and so I'll go out for walks in the neighborhood. And um, and I remember that, that when I wrote that post, it was after taking a walk, and I took a walk for a couple hours one night, and I was just thinking and praying and talking with the Lord and. And honestly, a lot of the emotions I was feeling, um, especially that time, especially was loneliness. When I moved up here from South Carolina, it was right after an engagement to a woman um, that I was engaged to uh, for many years, and and that fell through. And so here I am, single again, and now I'm moved up to a new state, away from family and friends, and and had to relearn what does it look like to uh, to to do life in that way. And I remember just walking around uh, the neighborhood that I was in 
And I, I remember just seeing the houses and seeing the people and, and you know, seeing people get out of their cars or seeing people walk the dogs or, or seeing people throw in a party or whatever it is that was going on in the neighborhood. And I remember just looking at every single house that I walked by and they were pretty houses and they, they had all the furnishings, you know, they had the, the pretty house and the, the pretty car and the pretty yard. And, you know, they, they seemed to have, you know, the family and all the things that you could want. And, and I just found myself as I was walking and looking at all these houses, I felt just this emptiness of just that, even though all this stuff around me is so beautiful I just, I just couldn't shake the feeling that there was so much more than all of this. And I remembered that that eerie feeling just led me to kind of lean into the Lord in prayer. And I was just walking and I was, I was praying to the Lord. I was saying, Lord, why is there this restlessness within me? You know, I come up here, I'm obedient, but, but it feels like as I'm obedient, it feels like I'm, my heart's breaking over even more stuff than it ever did before. And and I'm just seeing that there's so much shallowness in this life. There has to be something more than this. And of course, my thoughts went to the Lord, and that's when I wrote the post. And, and honestly, it was just an honest just reflection on what I felt like the Lord has been showing me in a year of just being up here. And one of the things that stood out then, and it's something that stands out now, especially three years, the, the three-year anniversary of me moving up here, one of the things that stand out to me and that I, I can't shake is that I know without a shadow of a doubt, and I have seen it in my life, even before moving up here in Michigan, but I see it every single day that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that knows us better than we know ourselves. There are so many times I think I know me. I think I know what I like, what I don't like. I think I know, um, you know, just how I'm wired or how I tick, um, but but then all of a sudden I'm in situations and circumstances that are unknown to me. And all of a sudden I find myself just kind of doing or being a lot different than I thought I was. And before you know it, I, I find myself even my, my likes and my interests changing. And I find um, things that before used to not bother me are bothering me now. And all that to say is that I find that the moments that I think I know myself, I'm reminded that I really don't. And when I think I know myself, I know a version of myself at that time, but it, it changes so much. And, and, and I know it's not just because of my age. I meet people all the time that, you know, their interests change and, and, and so much of how they think starts to change and everything. And, but one thing that has been consistent through all these years that I've been alive, which haven't been much, but all the years that I've seen so far, I, I, I appreciate the fact that our creator, savior, and sustainer, that in his word, it says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So even though I am changing day by day by day, and even though I'm, I'm, I'm being renewed day by day, as the word says, we have a God that does not change. And yet I'm constantly looking to the God who does not change saying, Lord, you know me better than I know myself. So Lord, help me understand not only me, but what I'm going through. Help me see things through your eyes. And in that post back in 2017, I kept writing about that, writing about that, saying, Lord, you know me better than I know myself. For instance, when, when, I, when the Lord called me up to Michigan and I was praying about it, there were so many fears that I had in my mind of what Michigan would be like. I remember people coming up to me and, and, and telling me like, oh, you know, I don't know about that. That's kind of scary. You know, like you, you sure that was the Lord, you know, or, and just all these, all these questions, which makes sense why they would question 
But it's weird because once I moved up here, there was so much, even about this state, that just that that just meshed so well with how the Lord has wired me. And it's so interesting because I, I the Lord called me somewhere where even before I knew where that somewhere was, he knew exactly how it would mesh with me. And, and, and nothing, was, nothing was a surprise to him. He knew when I was wired a certain way that it would, it would work well with where he was calling me. And that's not to say if you go somewhere and, and it's not a mesh that the Lord didn't call you there. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in my life, I've, I can see, especially in this season that I'm in with Michigan, I can see where the Lord has just confirmed that he knows me better, better than I know myself. I know that recently the Lord has just been highlighting to me um, very strongly, for one, that I don't know as much as I think I know, and for two, that you can never be too um, humble and you can't be too eager to learn. That the moment that you think you have it all figured out, those are the moments that you realize that you don't. And that you can never be, you can, you can never know enough to not know more. And so I know in my life, the Lord has just been putting on my heart, Jonah, keep learning, keep learning, keep learning, keep growing, keep growing, keep growing. Because at the end of the day, regardless if you identify yourself as a missionary or whatever your title or position is, when you look at yourself in the mirror, the reality is, is that you were created with a purpose. And that, that purpose isn't something that you have to try to figure out, but instead it's something to say, literally, oh my God, I was created with a purpose that goes far beyond any bit of my own understanding or anything that this world can offer. But when you look at yourself in the mirror, you were created with a purpose. And in order to know that purpose, we have to lean into the creator of us and the creator of all purpose. Our, our, our creator, and he has a name. A creator doesn't create without a purpose, and a creator doesn't create without making that purpose known. So no matter who you are or what your title is or what your position is or whatever the chaos is in your life, I pray that this meets you in a real re relevant way because I feel like there's a truth in this that applies to every single one of us. And so I wanted to read this to you. This is something that I wrote back um, a, a couple weeks ago in August 24th, and I'm recording this in 2019. And so this is what I wrote down. This was after um, getting back from visiting my brother out in Chicago. I've talked about that um, in the last podcast. But when I was out there in Chicago, I, I took some pictures. And so I came home and I was just simply trying to change my profile picture on Facebook. And I felt like there's this realization of something bigger than just what I was seeking to do in that moment. And so this is what I wrote. And this is what I said. Tonight, I wanted to replace my profile picture on Facebook with a picture that I took at the garden in Chicago, and I found myself wasting so much time trying to crop it just right, going through different filters and thinking of what others would think of the picture that I was trying to upload. Not only that, but I remember yesterday thinking when I took the picture, I hope it looks good. And even in that moment, I remember waiting for people not to be around as I took the selfie so that I wouldn't look vain. As I was thinking of a caption, it came to my mind just how frustrating and pointless the pressure to be accepted and liked really is. I'll be honest, as I found myself moments ago trying to come up with a clever caption for a new profile picture, I happened to glance at the mirror of my motives and heart for a moment. I'm seriously just a little kid trying to figure this out. And it seems that we all are if we would lay down our walls, image, titles, positions, mask, and insecurities. 
I'm so tired of the vain internal and external pressure to be profound or relevant. I really am. I'm so tired of seeing a pretty background and thinking I should get a selfie or a picture of this. But yet when I do, I blur out the very background that caught my eye originally and focus on me. Every day is a process for me of learning, relearning, learning, relearning, and ultimately I realize that I am a mess left to myself. We all are. Yet in our mess, we all cry out for someone, anyone, to make these messes in our hearts matter. I know I do. Deep down, I'm an extrovert who struggles with melancholy and a pursuer by nature. Yet I find myself alone a lot. I've experienced the panic of being alone with doubts, questions, confusions, and insecurities. And I've also experienced the uncomfortable panic of not wanting to face those doubts, questions, confusions, and insecurities, but instead desiring to ignore or deflect them by sweeping them under the rug. I've come to grips with the reality that it is a lie from the pit of hell that it is weak to admit defeat or weak to cry. Often I find myself praying that my heart would be broken. The one word I will preach until the day I die is surrender. There truly is life that is waiting when we surrender and stop numbing ourselves from the reality that our hearts long for so much more than this world or our answers or our understanding can offer. We are all deep down looking for purpose, meaning, hope, worth, identity, value, fulfillment, to the point that we sometimes think that taking our own lives when it doesn't make sense makes sense especially when we don't find the fulfillment to the voids that we are longing to be filled or in the moments that we feel worthless. I know that my heart longs for more than my own understanding or strength and what it can offer me, more than the saviors that I look for others to be. Oh, how my heart longs for our creator to create a new heart within me, a heart full of purpose, identity, worth, and value, if you, are, if you are listening or reading this, I pray that you know that there is beauty in the ruins of surrender and that you are not a lost cause. You are loved by a creator, savior, sustainer who loves you so much more than we can ever comprehend. Heavy heart, I am not what you are looking for. One of the things that's been standing out to me recently, especially um, heading into uh, my third year up here, is that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I pray, I pray more than anything that the one thing that my life points towards is Jesus. Because at the end of the day, if I am living life for me, it is so meaningless. It is so, so, so meaningless. And if you right now listening or watching this, if, if anybody that I meet are, are trying to fill that void that they are filling for something more in this life, by me, then that's so shallow because I can't fill that. I was never made to fill that. I can't even fill the own voids in my heart. And and kind of like what I wrote about earlier, I just feel so just frustrated just that every single day there's this pressure that I feel to to be somebody. And I feel like that's the heart of everybody, whether or not you're a missionary or or whatever your title or position is. Every single one of us, we live every single day for others, for, for fulfillment, for pleasure, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, there has to be so much more. There has to be so much more. And I, I was just thinking of the reality that we have a creator, savior, sustainer, that when I read the word of God, I see, I see that he sees things upside down. 
He sees things upside down. The things that we as people focus on and prioritize, those are the things that the Lord says, nope, I'm not really focusing on that. I'm focusing on your heart, you know? When everybody's looking at external significance, the Lord is looking at internal purity. He's looking at internal realness and life. He looks in and says, hey, hey, does this reflect me? Do I see my son in you? That's what the Lord cares about. He doesn't care about what we, we try to get others to think of us as. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we are all, we are all missionaries. We are all living life with a mission of telling others what we feel like is the most important things to our life. If, if money is the most important thing to you, you're going to talk about money. You're going to pursue after money. You will be on mission for money. If, 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 if sex is, is the priority of your life or, or being sexy or appealing or whatever it is, then, then that's going to be the focus of your life. That's what, what you're going to talk about, what you're going to pursue, what you're going to try to find in others. If, if, if pleasure is, is the priority of your life, then you're going to be on mission pursuing pleasure. If, if people and, and status and approval is what the mission of your life is, you're going to be on mission seeking after that. You, you get what I'm saying. At the end of the day, we are all missionaries. But I, I just can't settle. I don't want to settle for being on mission for stuff that is so temporary. I feel like we talk about it all the time on this podcast. But all, there is so much to this life that is smoke and mirrors. We, we broke it down a, a, couple, a couple podcasts ago. I think the name of the podcast was Smoke and Mirrors. But we talked about how that, that even that term, smoke and mirror, comes from a magician term. And when a magician would try to do an act of an illusion, they would put smoke and mirrors to reflect as if the, whatever the object is, it, it would give the illusion that is floating, that is hovering. But in reality, it's not. It's an illusion. And there's so much to this life that is illusion. And it is so easy to settle for the, the things that really don't matter. And so one of the things reflecting on the three years of being up here is that, yes, Lord, you know me better than I know myself. And I'm done trying to figure out who I am apart from him. I don't want to. And I pray that you don't either. That's, that's, the, that's the heart of this. No matter what the chaos you are going through, I pray, I pray, I pray. I pray that you don't look for an answer to this chaos on your own strength or your own ability because it won't work. It'll be shallow at best and it'll be temporary at, 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 at least. May we live each day from a wellspring of a life that is a living sacrifice back to our creator. That the heart of anybody is a heart of worship. You could be the most hardcore atheist, but you will worship. You would add worth to, as something, whether it be a person, whether it be a thing, whether it be a dream. We all as people are created in the image of our creator. And therefore we have a heart of worship and we will worship. We would add worth. We will elevate something above ourselves. We will do that. But at the end of the day, if it's not our creator, savior, and sustainer, then that worship is going to leave us dry because the only reason why we worship something is because we want, when we add worth to something, for it in turn to add worth to us. We, we pursue after people because we want them to fill something within us. We pursue after things because we want those things to fulfill something within us. But at the end of the day, we weren't created to be fulfilled by these things or these people, but we were created to be fulfilled by our creator, savior, sustainer. 
And praise be to God that he has revealed himself through his son. I feel like at the end of the day, we are all just looking for something that is genuine, something that is real, something that isn't fake. And I think so often we are around so much fakeness, so much shallowness, that that becomes the normal. And we stop having the drive or the ambition to seek something greater than what we settle for. When you're alone and there's not any anything to, to help numb that that feeling that comes from being alone, you know, no music, no external stimuluses, nothing. You're just by yourself and you're thinking and, you're, and your mind starts to wander, not on the, the shallow temporary stuff that we think about every day of job and career and dreams and vision, all that stuff, not that. But when you start to think about things even deeper, like existence and identity and purpose and worth and value, all those things, when your mind goes towards these, these bottomless pits where at the, end of the, at, at the end of thinking these things or thinking about these things, you're just like, ooh, that was kind of scary. That was kind of out there a little bit. I don't know what to do with that. In those moments of the panic, have you ever felt that, that panic that comes from those thoughts of being alone and, the, and those thoughts that come with that? I know in those moments where, where my mind starts to wander, uh, the, the things that go beyond my understanding, uh, outside of my comprehension, I know at the end, at, at the end of those moments, I, I have many choices I could do with that. I can say, okay, wait, this is really uncomfortable. I need to gravitate towards something to get my mind off these things and just kind of put it in the back burner because ah, I don't know about that. Or I find in those moments, it's almost like the voice of, of our God calling out to me saying, hey, Jonah, hey, 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 t- come to me, come to me, come to me. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about that. For instance, I know for, for 17 years of my life, there were times that I had, I, I had knowledge in my head of who the, the Bible said Jesus was and our creator was. But then I also had those thoughts of like, Ugh, I don't know. Is he really? Is he really? Like, is this, is this like real, real? Or is this just knowledge? But every time I would have those thoughts, I would just suppress it and be like, oh, that's kind of a heavy thought. Because if he's real, real, then, oh, that changes everything, you know? Then, oh, man, my life is, my life is not my own, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I, there's, there's nothing that I, I can hold on to anymore at that point. I'm, I'm his, you know? And I find, like, since moving up here, being away from the family and the friends and, and all of the comfortability of back home, I feel like one of the things that just come to my mind a lot is the fact that at the end of the day, we have a creator, savior, sustainer that wants us to find our comfort and our worth and our identity and, and find our, our questions answered in him, not in ourselves. That is the most uncomfortable thing in the world. And I've said this before, but I can't help but just feel like we are all just little kids trying to figure this out. I, the, the, the longer, the longer that I live and breathe and, and observe people and get to know people, the more that I just see that there is so much that we hide behind. There is so much that we hide behind. There's so much that we hide behind. And, and, and I'm not saying this as, as if like, I, I got all the answers myself. I know there's, there's things that I hide behind, but at the end of the day, I know, I know that there's a desire within us not to hide behind anything. We just want to be loved and we want to be known. 
And I feel like that's why we just give ourselves away to so many things and to so many people. I don't know who this is going to speak to, but I feel like there's somebody out there that right now you have a heart for God. You want to know him and you want to make him known. And I feel like what the Lord wants to tell you right now in this moment is just lay down your nets, lay down your nets. He will make a fisherman out of you. But if we are trying to produce a righteousness on our own and our own ability and our own understanding, we are going to miss the author of that righteousness that we are ultimately longing for. We are going to miss the righteous God, the righteous Savior. We are going to miss him because we are, we are wanting to be so much like him that we're not looking to him. That you just feel so burnt out. Heavy heart. Look towards the one that has overcome. Look towards the one that has the answers. Look towards the one that your heart longs for. Know who he is. Get to know him. Get surrounded by him. Pray, Lord, break my heart for who you are. Lord, show me. Take me deeper. I don't want to just settle. I don't want to settle. I don't want to settle. There's some verses that come to my mind that I wanted to read to you and and the first verse is this, is from 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And this is what Paul says. He says this, but he, but God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul goes on to say, therefore, because I know God has revealed to me that his power is made perfect in my weakness, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Lamentations 3, 22, 23 says this, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. Great is your faithfulness. Colossians 3, 2. This is what Paul writes to the Colossian church. He says this, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Galatians, Galatians 2, 20. Paul says this to Galatian church, I have been crucified with Christ. Therefore, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in, in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Paul's saying, look, I, I identify with my savior. My savior was crucified on my behalf. Therefore, I am a part of that. Therefore, my life is not my own anymore. Because I no longer live, like he said, but now it is Christ that lives through me. Paul is saying at the end of ourselves, at the end of ourselves, when we say, okay, what am I on mission for? Every day is a gift that we so easily can miss if we just focus on ourselves. We have a creator, savior, sustainer that knows us better, better. And he wants us to know more of who he's created us to be. But that's not going to be found in doing this on our own. But it's going to be found in surrender and seeking him, falling in love with him. Finding our fulfillment, our worth, our identity in him. It's so easy to get wrapped up in what we don't know. But at the end of the day, Lord, you know, and I surrender. I've said it before, but the heart of a missionary is one that says, I am a child. Will you teach me? I pray that we realize that this is not our home. That all of our questions, if all of our questions were answered, it still wouldn't fulfill that longing within us for something greater than this world can offer. 
whatever's holding us back from being more his. Lord, will you please, will you please destroy it? Will you please identify Psalms 139, 23, 24. David cries out to you and he says, search me, oh God, know my heart. Test me, know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in your way everlasting. Lord, will you please help us know that you know us, but help us surrender to you. Help us surrender. Help us surrender. Help us stop trying to do this on our own. Help us live life with intentionality to know you and make you known. Help us have a joy and a peace that surpasses all understanding. Help our lives not be identified by good or bad or today's a good day or a bad day or, or that things are or things are well or things are not well, but help, help there be a joy beyond what we may go through in this life. Help there be a purpose that goes far beyond anything, any job or title or position or accolade, Lord. Help our hearts not be enslaved to this, but be yours, freely given and freely surrendered, knowing that you have given it all for us. You have paid the price for us. Lord, the least we can do is just lift up our hands with with open hands and open hearts. Lord, we surrender. We surrender. May we have a heart. May we have a heart of a missionary saying, this is not my home, but I'm going to live life longing for home and pointing others towards that home. And we know that we are home when we are living in obedience and submission and surrender to you. We are your creation and you love us so much. Heavy heart rest easy in the one who loves you so much. Lord God, will you just please use these words, use this podcast, God. Will you please just use our lives? God, will you please just move past me, Lord? And I pray that those that are watching or listening to this don't just hear me, but ultimately they hear your heart, Lord. Lord, if we have questions that are preventing us from you, Lord, I'm, I pray that the person listening or watching this doesn't, doesn't, doesn't come across as if I'm saying to just ignore them. No, but bring those questions to you and not run away from them anymore, not to numb them anymore, but to not rest until we have answers. And if that answer takes surrender, then it does. <laughs> then that's the answer. <laughs> maybe the answer isn't having the answer, but maybe the answer is you. Maybe you're our answer. Maybe you're the answer that we're longing for, for every question that we have. Every question we have, maybe you are the answer, Lord. Maybe you are the answer. Jesus, you are still, you are still our deliverer. You are still the answer, Lord. May we rest in you. Lord, whatever this year brings, whatever tomorrow brings, whatever today brings, Lord, help us rest in you. Forgive us, take us deeper, Lord. Help us be more yours. We need you. Lord, I thank you for where you've placed those that are listening or watching this. Lord, I pray that they are effective where they are, living with a purpose and living with, with an eyes that are not just looking at the temporary, but looking at the eternal. Lord, I pray that there is a love within us that comes from brokenness and, and, a, and a heart of compassion and a heart of mercy and a heart of love and surrender and of truth. 
Lord, help us look at others and and not to 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 beat them up, but to to take them in and say, look, come, come, come into the family of God. We need each other. We're nothing without each other, and we're nothing without the Lord. Heavy heart, rest easy. You are so loved by a creator that has loved you with everything. In your name we pray and we surrender, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. He is better. He is better. He is better. May we know who we are. May we stop searching for something to fill the voids within us. Apart from Christ. Heavy heart. Rest easy. God bless you. I'll talk to you next week. See ya.